for you yes you like jazz (laughs) (laughs) okay now that we have that out of the way (laughs) let's talk about the book we decided to read and that is rebecca by daphne de marie or whatever her last name is (laughs) apparently it's french okay um let's just start off with the summary okay so the book starts at the end or, wait, should we introduce the characters first? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the book is based on this character. We never actually learn her name, and we'll talk about that later. So we're going to call her the heroine. And her husband that she meets in the beginning of the book, and his name is Maxim de Winter. So the book starts at the beginning... Or the book starts at the end. Sorry, <laughs> that's awkward. <laughs> the book starts at the end, and the first phrase is, <laughs> "Oh dear." <laughs> okay, sorry guys, this is really awkward. Okay, the book starts at the end, <laughs> and stop it. And basically, she goes, "Last night I jumped out into Manderley again," and it just starts off right off the bat, like, "What happened at Manderley?" And you're kind of confused. Um, and it just starts off super suspenseful, and she talks about how back then I was a different person, and you're just kind of wondering what the heck happened at Manderley. So then it goes on to... Then it goes on with how the story begins. Um, Yeah. She, the heroine, um, talks about how she's a lady's companion, and she is a companion to this lady named Miss Van Hopper, and she is kind of vulgar and overwhelming she makes me think of the mom mrs bennett from pride and prejudice just because she's like super overbearing also she's mean though and very not like miss bennett but because she's just like she kind of not very nice passive aggressive yeah is how we would explain it to her so um at the beginning of the story um not rebecca the heroine is staying with mrs van hopper um at a hotel in europe and um they learn, Mrs. Van Hopper learns that Maxim de Winter is there at the hotel that they're staying at. So she asks to sit by him, but he isn't very nice per se, but also she did kind of force the situation. So I kind of don't blame him. But then as the story progresses, Mrs. Van Hopper gets sick. So, um,. Our heroine gets to kind of spend some alone time with Maxim de Winter and he asks her to eat with him and they go on drives and she basically starts to fall in love with him. Um, so as they're going on their little like journeys, um, she, she uses the lie that she's taking tennis lessons so that she can get to be with Maxim. And this way, Miss Van Hopper doesn't really um, think anything of it. She thinks, oh, maybe she isn't tennis and she wasn't hanging out with some dude um and so as they're on their journey she starts to fall in love with mr Winter, but she's kind of hesitant about it because she doesn't know if he actually likes her back and this all takes place in like not it's like a week a week or two a week or two so like super fast and she is wondering like oh i don't know if he loves me or not but then Mrs. Van Hopper gets better and she kind of figures out 
she doesn't like uh it was she, kind of she kind of thinks something's going yeah, on. yeah so she basically is like we're leaving london now and the heroine gets super worried and she like goes up to maxim's room to basically say goodbye and while she's saying that maxim's like well why don't you just marry me and that's when it's just like whoa and it's super fast and we're like okay <laughs> but um they go downstairs and they tell mrs van hopper and basically mrs van hopper is like oh he will never love you he's still getting over his old wife rebecca who died and he, she basically is like this is never gonna work out you think he loves you but he doesn't and so it kind of adds to the mystery as like who is this character named rebecca and that is it was kind of mentioned before like oh that's maxim de winter his late wife died in a boat accident wait does it say that no oh, i don't know that dang yet. it sorry you're not Anna? supposed to know that Gosh, just forget i said that <laughs> Yeah, Basically, okay. we all we know at the beginning of the book is that his late wife has died, Mr. and that apparently he's supposed to be like wrecked and super sad about it. So Mrs. Van Hopper is all like, "He will never love you," but she doesn't care because Mrs. She's Van Hopper, in love. yeah, she's in love. So they get married, and it goes through that portion super fast. Like they get married, they have their honeymoon, and then all of a sudden they're coming back to his estate. And that is Manderly. So pretty early on, like Hannah was saying, it's pretty suspenseful to what Mr. DeWinter's like wife Rebecca was like. Um, he's very secretive about it, and he doesn't talk about it to the heroine. So that's really confusing, and is already kind of like, well, okay, we're married. You should be keeping secrets from me. But you know, she's like, whatever. We're in love. So she went with it anyways. So the couple arrives to Manderly. Um, and she meets Mrs. Danvers, who is the housekeeper. And um, automatically, Mrs. Danvers is just very unimpressed with the heroine and is, like, kind of passive-aggressive about her. Um, and I think it's important to note that Mrs. Danvers is described as, like, super cold and... Lifeless, almost. Lifeless, and she's just not a welcoming person at all. No. So automatically she's like well this is great because mrs danvers doesn't like her and the heroine had never really run a big estate like this before so she kind of just assumed mrs danvers would help her but she doesn't at all which is just like not helpful to the whole situation the heroine cannot assert herself so mrs danvers will she'll like say things like oh well Rebecca was always very opinionated or oh Rebecca wouldn't have done it like that or oh Rebecca liked it this way and is just super condescending and already the whole point in this story is just the psychological effect that Rebecca has on the heroine even though she is dead and it's it's like super sad because the heroine can't even find her own identity like i think that's why daphne de Demurier or whatever didn't give her a name because it's like really nailing in the fact that she doesn't have she name. doesn't have her own identity she's 
just totally drowned in this shadow that is Rebecca. Which also kind of goes along with the only name she's kind of given is Mrs. DeWinter, which never actually originally belonged to her. It always belonged to Rebecca. And it's important to note that Rebecca is described as the um, heroine begins to find out from everybody around her. So that's a bunch of indirect characterization. Good job. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... She finds out from Mrs. Danvers, um, the head of the house that kind of helped the accountant. Frank? Frank. Oh, what's his last name? I don't know. His name is Frank, and he helps Max him out with the... Like, state um, affairs. Yeah, the state affairs. And basically, Rebecca is just described as, like, this lovely, charming, beautiful... beautiful, Confident. Just this amazing, kind creature that's just like insanely gorgeous and perfect and so and with the whole maxim being super secretive about it mrs de winter begins to believe what mrs van hopper told her in the beginning and kind of what mrs van uh mrs danvers says like maxim is still totally in love with rebecca and he won't love her the way that he loved rebecca so that kind of is just really taking a toll on her mentally and our heroine struggles <laughs> it's a struggle it's a struggle for her so next in the story um we get to the boathouse which was rebecca's boathouse um and she gets there because she was on a walk and her dog ran off right yeah and maxim she was on a walk with Maxim, and her dog ran off, and the dog's name is Jasper, so she, like, goes down to get her, and Maxim was like, no, just leave her, like, you can't go down there, Very but easy. she just, like, goes anyway. <laughs> yeah, she's like, bye, and so she follows the dog, and it goes to this boathouse, um, and she gets into the boathouse, and she immediately starts to recognize things that probably belong to Rebecca, so she begins to, you know, figure out that, oh, this was Rebecca's boathouse. Okay. And then she runs into... Um, he's kind of like... He kind of keeps the boathouse, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I think... His name is Ben. He, I think in the story, he's a little retarded. Yeah. And just kind of not all there mentally. But, um... I think it's... He, it's Ben that mentions, like... Oh, you're... You're not Rebecca. She doesn't come here anymore she drowned and so that's when we finally learn that like i mentioned before that she drowned in a boat accident but maxim never told her that and then after the boathouse incident you know maxim kind of comes and gets her and he is like what were you thinking and she was like so rebecca drowned that's how she died and he just like won't even talk to her about so it. it's like kind of frustrating because they're supposed to be in love and it's just this marriage but he is just not telling her anything which makes her further think like oh he just is so in love with her he can't even talk about it and it just is even more hard on her than it was before and then we come to a point in the story where maxim has left to, to go london. to london or something i think I think he was, like, signing papers. Whatever. And this guy named Jack Favell comes to call on the house to visit Miss Danvers. And 
he's kind of like he Rebecca's. He's cousin. Rebecca's cousin. He's kind of like Loki, a little shady, and he makes our heroine super uncomfortable when they meet. And him and Mrs. Danvers, he calls her Danny, so you can tell that they're super close. And if he's connected to Mrs. Danvers, he's automatically not seen as a good character because Mrs. Danvers is just the worst. <laughs> so she like meets him, and he basically tells her more about Rebecca. And, and then we find out that Favela is actually technically banned, right? Because from Maxim is like doesn't like him, which we'll find out later why. And then we, oh, sorry, this is like a very jumbled summary, but we also need to talk about the um, Maxim's sister, um, Beatrice. Oh yeah. And she, um, the heroine meets Maxim's family. I think it's his sister. It is his sister. And she's actually nice. She's and nice she lady. is like she's really welcoming to the heroine. Yes, and that's uh, something that we haven't seen before because everybody has at least said something to the heroine, someone or the other, like, oh, you're the new Rebecca. But she basically is like, welcome, welcome. it's so nice to meet you. I haven't seen Maxim like this before. He's a lot happier. You're just super cute. And she was like, well, not like that, but basically, <laughs> basically was. she was nice. And um, she was someone that the heroine could kind of look up to, kind of like her own older sister. Yeah, it was someone that the heroine could maybe breathe a little easier around, is yeah. kind of what how I see it. But um, then we come to the idea of this huge ball that Manderly used to have when Rebecca ran the house. Um, I think the, the sister brought it up. Beatrice yeah, was like, did. oh, so are you having a ball? And the new Mrs. DeWinter is like, well, I don't know. But um, they decide to have it, and it's this ball that Rebecca used to have every year, and it's a costume party, and a ton of people came, and it was just, like, super fun. And so the new heron was like, sure, I can do this. So um, this is when she kind of asks, like, she starts to ask Mrs. Danvers for help, for help and she, a little bit. And, and this is when we're kind of like, why are you still trusting this lady? We, She's we, crazy. She's just not nice to you, but she gives her another chance. And they, she, Mrs. Danvers helps her plan out a perfect costume. There's this um, painting. painting on the wall, and it's like an 18th century style painting. And it's this really beautiful lady and a pretty red dress. And so Mrs. Danvers is like, well, why don't you dress, dress up like the painting? And so she does. She does. And she doesn't let anybody know, not Maxim, not anybody, because she wants to keep it a surprise. So the night of the ball, she gets all ready and she comes down and boom, Maxim is livid he's like you have to go back upstairs and change right now he's an upset man he was an upset man and the our heroine is confused she's like but no like i did this amazing thing and you're supposed to be so proud of me but we she later realizes that the lady in the painting is rebecca and she just dressed up like rebecca and went down in front of all these people 
So she kind of made a fool of herself. Basically, yeah. So she like runs back upstairs and is basically a wreck and she can't pull it together. So Beatrice comes upstairs and she's like, well, that happened. But now you have to like change, get yourself together, get yourself together, go back downstairs and just enjoy the party. And also something important is that Mrs. Danvers told her to dress up like the painting. And so it's almost like Mrs. Danvers, even though she was maybe starting to trust her a bit, just like sabotaged, you know, everything that was going for the heroine at this point. So that's also really important. So then after, um, yeah, so she like puts on a simple dress and just goes down to the party and kind of just makes the most of it. But really, she's just not in it. And well, obviously she wouldn't be. Because the whole book is just her being drowned in this idea of Rebecca and she just can't even assert herself and it's just not a good situation. So that was just kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back and she is just super depressed. And she finally goes into the West Wing, which was Rebecca's old room in the house i guess Mm -hmm. and mrs danvers is there waiting for her and she's like showing her all of rebecca's clothes and like trying to just talks about how amazing rebecca right and and how she'll never live up to the standard rebecca and like basically saying like i wonder what she like i can feel her in the walls like she may be gone but she is still here and we kind of get a sense that, like, Rebecca's ghost might be in the house. And Mrs. Danvers is like, I wonder what she thinks of you. Yeah. And I I bet she's just so disappointed that I've let you stay here this long. And, like, oh, what does she say? She pretty much says, it might as well just be better if you weren't here anymore. And he doesn't love you. And as they're, as they're saying this, they're getting closer and closer to the window. And we and we realize that mrs danvers is basically trying to get our heroine to kill herself and to jump out the window like like rebecca won't stand it like he doesn't love you you are nothing this is when we really truly like see like danvers resentment of the heroine and how much she actually really just genuinely hates her and just loves rebecca and just can't stand the fact that She's gone. She's gone, and the new Mrs. DeWinter is there taking over her spot. And so she just is like, it would be so easy if you just left. left. And our heroine is low-key considering it for a minute. She's almost convinced. She's and then right there. it's like right at that moment. It's like a saved by the bell moment. Um, there's a flare shot from the coast. And... So our heroine wanders down to the coast with everybody else at the party because they're like, what in the world is happening? And she gets there and they are pulling this boat out of the water. And it was Rebecca's boat. Um, And someone comes out of the boat carrying a skeleton. Oh, it's important to note that um, everybody at this point thinks that Maxim, so his wife drowned. And uh, two months later, her... Um, body washed up on this far off shore bloated bloated and they asked maxim to come down and he identified the body as rebecca and so everybody thinks that rebecca's already been found so that it was a huge shock when this boat comes out of the water 
and it's uh, Rebecca's boat. There's a body in the cabin, and immediately questions arise like, what yeah. happened? What actually happened? Because we already thought she was found. Yeah. But here she is. Yes, and the boat had been scuttled, so it either it looked like she could have committed suicide um, because of the scuttles on the boat. But since he already had misidentified the body, that raises questions about Maxim um, and how he could have wrongly identified his wife. So then this is the point where our heroine, like Maxim goes missing and everything is kind of going crazy. And our heroine basically finds him and oh. Okay, sorry, my brother interrupted us. But I was saying that she finds Maxim. That's what you said. You're like, so basically, she finds him. Oh, yeah, she finds Maxim. (laughs) (laughs) She finds Maxim, and she basically is like, you gotta give me some answers. So, it kind of just spills all the tea everywhere. Um, He talks about um, how awful Rebecca actually was and how she wasn't this beautiful, kind, courageous woman and how she actually was just kind of like the worst person ever. And she like had this parade of men that she would go to London and sleep with. And one of those men was Mr. Favell, her own cousin. So that's kind of disgusting. And um, how... She says things to him like, you could never divorce me because it would ruin your name forever. And says all these awful things. So she had gone to London. Um, and when she came back, um, he, she pretty much was like, I could be pregnant and you could never prove that it wasn't your child. You know, because she has all these men who are just like lined up for her. And she basically hands him a gun and is like, if you want all of this crazy pain to end and, you know, you want me to be out of your life forever, just pull the trigger. Just do it. And he does. Yeah, so so we find out there's two big plot twists right here. That Rebecca is kind of like a witch. (laughs) (laughs) And that Maxim murdered her. So then this is when our heroine is like, all this time I thought you still loved her and it's okay that you murdered her and I still love you and no one will ever know but us and it'll be okay. So you're kind of wondering like, wow, she must really love the man. I really like this dude. (laughs) But then they get a call from this colonel and he's basically like, did you wrongfully... Um, identify the body and Maxim's like yeah and basically there's like a whole investigation that goes down if we're going to make the summary a little shorter um this guy Colonel Julian um basically leads an investigation on what actually happened so there's like a motive for suicide um they think it's suicide but then they realize that um, Favel comes up with a note th- from Rebecca saying that she wanted to meet with him the night that she died. And so then there's like, well, that takes away the motive for suicide. 
So Maxim must have killed her. So then they kind of go through an investigation. And Miss Danvers mentioned that that day she had gone to a doctor, Dr. Baker. So they go meet with the doctor and the doctor remembers who Rebecca was. And he basically says that Rebecca was diagnosed with cancer in her uterus, was Mm -hmm. it? Yeah. So she couldn't have children and she was going to die. Because by the time she met with the doctor, it It was was late. late. So she had like maybe a month Mm -hmm. or two. And it was going to be super painful. So kind of what happened was Rebecca was like, just do it. Just pull the trigger, Max, because she basically wanted Max to kill her. So it was like, not murder, it was more like assisted suicide. But Mm -hmm. that still is not... It's not quite right, because Max still had to drive to pull the trigger. Right, he didn't know that Rebecca was suffering from cancer. So he did, in his mind, murder her, but she did prompt him to do it. So Favelle gets super angry, because there was a whole section there... Where they thought Rebecca might be pregnant with Favelle's child. And then that would have been a motive for Maxim to kill her. But they debunked that. And um, Favelle is peeved. He's just a salty spittoon. Right. But. Um, and then Mrs. Danvers. Oh, yeah. They. Um, so this whole crazy, you know, investigation is like solved and they're happy. Um, and so while this is happening, Mrs. Danver just kind of, like, dips. She goes she, missing. She's out of there. So there are a couple, they, like, start to head home, and they come to find Manderly just up in flames. And it's burning, mm-hmm. and there's no way they can save it. And it never was, like, it never said Miss Danvers set the fire, but it's you implied. can just ins- assume that. Yeah. Because... Her whole thing was that Manderly was Rebecca's, and it was, like, Our Rebecca's, home. like, her world, and all of the men were just her playthings, and basically she was just, like, it, it kind of is a little, it made me think of in Dorian Gray, like, hedonism, mm-hmm. where you just do what satisfies you and nothing else matters, and that's kind of the way Rebecca lived a little bit, mm-hmm. and so... Um, Danvers burns down Manderly because she's, well, we think so because she doesn't want anybody else to have Manderly because it was hers and Rebecca's. And then it kind of goes back to where the book begins, where she talks about how I had a dream about Manderly again. And, um, she kind of talks about how they've just been traveling around into little hotels, staying out of town because everyone was still kind of, um, in an uproar about the whole Rebecca incident and, how she... How Maxim, like, moved on too fast and yeah. stuff like that. So, that's pretty much how the book ends with them. So, it kind of is a little bit of an unsatisfying ending. Yeah. But, um, Rebecca, we chose to read it, but it's not actually on the AP list. No, ma'am. But part of what we wanted to talk about was why it has literary merit and why you could add it to the AP list or... Use it to write an essay. So, so, yeah, you can. Okay, so a couple of those reasons. Um, the first one we came up with was moral ambiguity, which we also kind of talked about in Dorian Gray, where someone isn't totally good, but they're not, like, completely, truly evil either. And so we have a few characters we came up with who are like that. And the first one was 
maxim where how he can't be considered truly good because he killed his wife for totally crazy reasons, you know, for her just being awful. So he did kill her, but he killed her to make himself happier and to just get rid of this crazy heavy burden that was just weighing on his shoulders. So while he did do something totally awful, it kind of made sense in the end. And she was prompting him to to, do it. So there is the question of like, was it right? Was it wrong? And so that's where we came up with the moral um, ambiguity in Maxim. And you could also say that there is moral ambiguity in the new Mrs. De Winter because even after finding out about the crime that Maxim committed, she still sticks with him. And throughout the whole investigation, they just, you're kind of rooting for the law and justice to kind of not pan out. Yeah. And that so they can have their happy ending. And so there is moral ambiguity in the book in that aspect. And then the second reason we think why Rebecca has merit um, is talking about the psychological effect that Rebecca has on our heroine because Rebecca just like the idea of her follows follows the heroine throughout the whole book from the moment she's married to Mr. De Winter and just like the idea of how you know how high of a standard Rebecca set just like follows her and just like weighs her down because she feels like she can never live up to that and she feels like because of how amazing Rebecca was that Maxim will never truly love her like Mrs. Van Hopper was saying before they got married right and it's just like the effect that one character who's not even really there anymore has on the new Mrs. Dwinter. And then just another point that we thought was interesting that you could look further into um, is if you were the new Mrs. Dwinter, would you stay with Maxim or would you go? I think that's a toughie because I, I can see both sides, whereas... If I were to find out my husband killed his ex-wife, I'd be like, you crazy, dude. But I'd also, if she, like, really loved him deep enough, I understand her staying and forgiving him. Especially when there was a good enough reason and explanation behind the murder. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that's just a pretty... It's an interesting thing to think about. And, like, you could also think about, was Maxim right or not? Yeah. Because Rebecca was dying, and she did, she was an awful person. And she did hand the gun to him and was like, do it. But also, he did not kill her because he knew she was dying. He killed her because he hated her. Mm. So you could really think about whether or not he is truly guilty. Mm-hmm. Or whether or not he should have been caught. And then just another point that you could talk about was the significance of Manderley. Because I kind of think of Pride and Prejudice where Pemberley equals Darcy. You could say in Rebecca that Manderley equals Rebecca. Yes. And also just like in the end how the house burns down. It uh, can also be symbolic of how the house burning down is like Rebecca going away for the heroine. 
because after the house burns down, it's almost like, while it's sad in a way, it's like now they can truly be happy because, you know, the whole incident is just over with. Right. But then, on the other side of that coin, Rebecca still just kind of follows her around because the heroine has a dream where she, like, sees herself in the mirror, but she has the face of Rebecca and just, like, things like that. So, whereas Manderley burned down, I think the idea and the effect that Rebecca had on our heroine will always be there, you mm-hmm. know? So, that's just kind of yeah. our ideas on how you could argue Rebecca has merit. Yeah, Rebecca has literary merit and could be on the AP list, which I think it could. I think it could, Honestly, too. there's mm-hmm. a lot of themes that we didn't yeah. touch on that you could find, like the themes of mm-hmm. expectation versus reality, yeah. as in Rebecca's like this expectation of this beautiful person who's actually just the worst. worst. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, yeah. uh, we had another one. Even like the idea of guilt. Oh, I dropped that. <laughs> um, you could also talk about how how far you'll go for someone that you love or for happiness. happiness. Um, just things like that that you can find throughout the story, which is why I think that it could very well be on the AP list. <laughs> but um, overall, what did you think of the book? I liked it a lot. It was def- definitely had its own style. She, Daphne de Maurier, was very descriptive in her writing, which made it a little longer to read. But, like, it was beautiful, like, the way she described things. And it really just, like, painted this picture in your mm-hmm. head. And I definitely would recommend it to someone who wanted to read it. Yes. For me, it was definitely a little bit of a harder read. Mm-hmm. But this story was what kept me going because you really do just get sucked in yeah. and invested through all of the twists and turns and the suspense of the story and of Rebecca in general the idea of her and so you kind of get sucked in so I would also recommend it because I did enjoy reading it also there's a movie and it's immaculate (laughs) and it's immaculate and it's it's on Netflix it's on Netflix and after I I read I watched it and it was actually pretty close there's a few differences but um overall it was really close if you don't want to read the book it's recommended also, well, it's just recommended anyway. It's also, a movie, if you are a Lily James fan, go watch it because she, she plays the heroine. It's amazing. <laughs> that's all. Right. That's all we <laughs> need to say. But, um, yeah. So, okay. that do. Hope you enjoyed. That to be our podcast. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs>